you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Wednesday, February 7th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Across from me is the usual cast of character, Peter Schrager, singularly. Jason McCordy and Kyle Brandt on their way to Las Vegas. Well, frankly, I hope they've made it by now. So. so, Cameron Wolf, you are here. And of course, yes, Cameron, Wolf. Cameron Wolf. Thank you, Matt thank you. The wolf thank you. The wolf flair, very good. And Viking safety, Josh Metellus. Josh! Thank you for having me, Thank you for having me, guys. And a Michigan man. I'd be remiss Michigan not man. to say that. Uh, yep. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm yes. excited to be here. Great energy in this room right now, uh, and I'm excited. Hey, okay. four years in the league, uh-huh. right? This was just your fourth year. You played just about every position. We're going to get into you a little bit. But we had you on a guest a couple of weeks ago. You were awesome. And when we learned that Jason and Kyle were headed to Vegas, we're like, let's get Metellus in the chair. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited. I know this is, this is new for you, but you know what? We're going to embrace you in open arms. And one cool thing, you've played against both the Chiefs and the 49ers this year. So very relevant. Great insight. Yeah, great insight. Absolutely. We're going to talk about insight. both of those games from this week. Also, you played a defensive snap in every position for the Vikings this season. So we figured just doing three hours of TV would be very easy. <laughs> you can There's do something it all. else to add to the list. There, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. We have a lot of business to get to this first hour and a ton of guests here on Good Morning Football halfway through the week ahead of Super Bowl 58. Time for the lead block. Lead block. All right. Lead so, block. Lead block. Uh, I wasn't block. sure if we were doing it. Right. Lead block. All right. There we go. Check in uh, with Taylor Swift. I know. <laughs> High above Allegiant Stadium on an early Wednesday morning in Las Vegas. Just so everyone understands that that is time stamped. That is what it looks like right now in Las Vegas, which makes what Sherry Burris and Omar Ruiz are doing even more impressive. Sherry and Omar, again, appreciate you being up with us this morning to give us the feel of what's happening in Vegas. Sherry, four days until Super Bowl 58 kicks off. Patrick Mahomes, been there before, done that. How's he feeling this time around? Jamie, he is feeling confident because on Sunday, that is going to be his 18th playoff game. That's one more game than played in the regular season. So I asked him with all that postseason experience, what's your advice at this point of the season? And he said, just be yourself. Make sure you have your plan and get yourself ready. So when you step out there on the field, you know you're there for a reason. He told me, be the best you, you can be. And one of the tools he utilizes is his mind. I asked asked Patrick Mahomes yesterday, do you have a photographic memory? Travis Kelsey made a comment earlier this week and he said, I wouldn't call it photographic. He said, I was good at school, but I wasn't that good. But when it comes to football, he said he can see something once and then remember it. He even gave an example. He said he would see a blitz from three or four years ago and be able to recognize that and then be able to get the offense in the right place. So yes, I would say he is very good at remembering and recognizing those kind of plays. Now here is Omar Ruiz with the San Francisco 49ers. Hey Sherry, a fascinating matchup. Two head coaches that are generally regarded as two of the best 
offensive play callers in football, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. And for Shanahan to be one win away from winning a Super Bowl seems to be a lifetime in the making. He was four years old when his dad, Mike, first started coaching in the NFL. And like a coach's son has often wanted to get to this point, uh, and he said that it's not just that he was a coach's son like so many others before. It's that he's the son of one of the greatest coaches of all time. Somebody to this day that Kyle says his dad, Mike, is the best coach he's ever been around. The directness, the honesty, the work ethic are all things that he picked up from his dad. Of course, his football journey began with him wanting to be a pro football player, specifically wide receiver. And part of those group with his dad winning those Super Bowls with the Broncos, Rod Smith, and Ed McCaffrey, and of course, McCaffrey's son, Christian, playing a huge role on this 49ers team. Kyle Shanahan saying yesterday that it was Ed McCaffrey, the gym rat, wanting to run routes like McCaffrey, wanting to cut his shoulder pads and his shoes like McCaffrey. So to get to this point with Christian McCaffrey now, something uh, is a fascinating look for these 49ers, tying into those old school Broncos, and perhaps it could all come to an Hollywood ending on Sunday uh, after Super Bowl 58. I think being a gym rat in football is cross-generational. It applies no matter what era of football you played in. It works. If you want to get the work in, you're going to work in the NFL. Omar, Sherry, thank you so much. Talk to you in a little bit. So tomorrow night, keep in mind, 9 p.m. out in Las Vegas. It's NFL Honors presented by Invisalign. Of course, you can watch that right here on NFL Network. There is the race for the MVP. There is a lottery list of awards to give out. The 49ers have two finalists, though, in Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. And despite ranking near the top of most major passing categories, some still have the audacity to call Brock Purdy a game bleeping manager. He addressed that label yesterday. I feel like it's it can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and, and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's, you know, you're doing things right mentally and and obviously you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Um, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL and there's not a lot of people that can come in and, and play the quarterback position well in the NFL. It's a hard it's a hard job. So um, if you're saying that I'm a game manager and I, I don't look flashy in how I do it, I mean, that's your opinion and that's okay. And at the end of the day, I want to do what it takes to help my team win. And so I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing. You know, we took a moment yesterday on Good Morning Football to compliment Patrick Mahomes on how well he handles the relentless onslaught of questions that he gets. Frankly, Brock Purdy has been doing the same so far this week. A fantastic job spinning the term game manager into a positive. And it has become one of the biggest storylines ahead of Super Bowl 58. Peter, what can Brock Purdy do to, if he even cares to, silence his critics? Doesn't it sound like he doesn't care he doesn't about care. his critics, which is kind <laughs> of refreshing? Uh, he doesn't live in a social media world where he's responding to every single tweet and to every single Instagram post. He doesn't listen to the hot take shows. He doesn't listen to us. He doesn't really care. He is focused on one thing, and his coach has found his perfect vessel. I say that, and it sounds insulting, but Kyle Shanahan's had all these quarterbacks over the year, whether it be Kirk Cousins, Robert Griffin, whether it be Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins. You go through the names, Trey Lance included— uh, I think this is the perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan. And game manager is actually a compliment in Kyle Shanahan's offense because it's so detailed, it's so specific, and it's so built around getting everyone the ball at the right time and being just the perfect amount of aggressive, just the perfect amount of, okay, just do what you're told, that I think Brock Purdy works perfectly. Here was Kyle Shanahan speaking about Brock Purdy yesterday at the podium. 
I mean, definitely. Your ebb and flow with how you call plays changes with your players. Um, of course, with the quarterback, but also with everyone else. I mean, the O-line has a factor, the, the eligibles you're trying to get the ball to, how the defense is playing. So everything affects your play calling. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to call plays for a long time. I've been in a lot of different situations. But um, having Brock, um, it's been a lot of fun. I and mean, you could feel it last year, just each game, I got more comfortable with him, seeing what he could do and how aggressive he is. And um, sometimes... Guys are aggressive. You get a little too aggressive, and then all of a sudden you get them in trouble, and you got to pull it back. And um, but Brock's been pretty impressive with that stuff. Uh, usually, when it's not there, he makes the right decision as consistently as anyone I've been around, and uh, he's been real fun to call plays for. Look, they danced around the idea of getting Stafford when Stafford was on the block in Detroit. They talked about other quarterbacks over the years. They did draft Trey Lance. Maybe the biggest arm or the fastest player or the guy who can throw it a country mile is not what works best in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Maybe it is a guy like Brock Purdy who runs the offense to perfection and does exactly what Kyle Shanahan is looking for and doesn't have Shanahan throwing clipboards on the side because the guy went rogue. I think it's a perfect match. And if game manager is the term, I think it's okay in this instance because for Kyle Shanahan's offense, it might be just exactly what they need at the trigger. Yeah, Peter, I think, uh, you know, in this profession that uh, we play and that we uh, take part in, there's no such thing as silence and critics. Obviously, uh, they, they wouldn't get paid to do their job if they weren't being critics. Yep. But uh, in Brock's defense, I think he did a great job answering that question. And, and in my eyes, I think on Sunday, just managing the game better than Patrick Mahomes is what he has to do. Uh, whichever Q, QB manages the game better, their team has the best chance to win. And uh, looking back at it, I think Tom Brady, in my eyes, was one of the best game managers. Always gave his team a chance to win at the end. And that's what the position is about. And you have a guy to come in, and there's 32 teams. Um, at the end, there's a copycat league. And if a guy can play the position, he could probably play it for a couple other teams as well. So uh, him being able to come in and play right away is definitely a positive and not a negative. Do you see it as an insult, that word, game I think it, I think it's an insult. I mean, I, for him, I would use it as a, a, a positive trait to, you know, talk about his game. You know, not a lot of quarterbacks can manage the game that well. And uh, for him to be able to do it, you know, in, in his first year starting uh, full term, I think uh, that, that's really when, amazing. When you guys are going up against him, do you look at him and see the film and be like, oh, he's a scrub? Or do you say this guy, we have full respect for him compared to a Josh Allen with a huge yeah. arm or, or an Aaron Rodgers yeah. with a big arm? Yeah, I, I would say we have full respect for him. I, I would say, uh, you know, just the body of work he, he's been able to put in. Uh, you can't deny that. Um, obviously, uh, we, when we were playing them uh, in October, we knew that we had to get him rattled because if he was on rhythm and if he was able to make plays he was supposed to, it was going to be a long day for us. So, you know, that was our game plan going in. I love that perspective of just like what a defender thinks because he's going to face the Chiefs defense. He's not going to face us on Sunday. He's facing yeah. the Chiefs defense and he has to earn their respect. Mm -hmm. So I love what you said about maybe uh, managing the heck out of that game. To me, that's his goal. Like I would lean into it. A lot of times we're told what we aren't. Lamar Jackson spent the whole year telling he's not quarterbacky mm -hmm. enough, right? And then he proved it with his play on the field. That's Brock Purdy's mission. And I think one thing that stood out to me as I was kind of working through this week is Drew Brees is a player who changed his narrative by winning this game. Talk about and it. And Brock Purdy just happens to treat Drew Brees as the player he looks for. Let's take a listen to Brock. I think Drew Brees, um, I've said it before, just in terms of, you know, his height and everything. I knew I wasn't going to be a big guy. And, and uh, I loved Drew Brees' footwork, his anticipation, his leadership. Um, I've, I'd seen clips of him and, and guys, you want to go to war with that guy. Um, and so um, I, I looked up to Drew Brees. 
and, and it's crazy because he talks about Drew Brees, that Super Bowl in 2009, if you remember, Drew Brees was the too short, not big enough arm, injury-prone quarterback. What is he going to do? He came out in 2009 and lit it up, beat the Colts in the Super Bowl, and nobody now is talking about Drew Brees as a game manager. We're talking about him as a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? And so Brock Purdy can change his narrative in this game. No one is going to have any haters with him after he knocks down Patrick Mahomes. That's the narrow there. And when you look at the lineup, it's eerily similar how Drew Brees played in 2009 versus what Brock Purdy's stats are here. Almost identical when you look at the passer rating, the completion percentage, the yards, the height, everything that you compare. And I'm not saying Brock Purdy's Drew Brees. He's got a long way sure. to go. But I'm saying he can change his narrative. And what he showed earlier about the clip of him not caring, I've heard that is absolutely true. I talked to his private quarterback coach, Will Hewlett, who's down there in Jacksonville with him, along with Tom, Tom Gormelli. They worked with his UCL in June yeah. when he came back from that injury. He said he absolutely hears it. You can't not hear it in this this era, but he said he does an incredible job quieting him. He said the only time he's heard him hear criticism and affect him is when his little brother is training with him, Chuba. They train down together and his brother Chuba will jab him on something like, hey man, where's your velocity? Where's this? And that will get him fired up. That's the only critic that bothers him. I don't think he's bothered at all about the narratives. That Do you think on. a Super Bowl win silences everyone on these shows, including ours, are they, or is it just the same old story next year, even if he's got a Lombardi? Absolutely. I think that that trophy is the equalizer. Okay, you can say he looks like this. He doesn't have Josh. Well, he has something Josh Allen doesn't. Mm -hmm. He has something that Lamar Jackson doesn't, mm -hmm. right? And so the narrative changes when you have that ring. I think Brock Purdy silences everyone if he wins on Sunday. What else are little brothers for except to like <laughs> rattle your cage Humble. a little bit? Humble exactly. you. Even when you are about to go play for a Super Bowl. That question at the bottom of the screen, what can Brock Purdy do to silence his critics? I don't think Brock Purdy gives a flying 49er right. what his critics have to say about him. And we have seen this from him time and time again. We have been waiting for the last pick in the 2022 draft to show us that he's annoyed, that his you know neck is scratching at the fact that you keep asking him. He was asked, because we love this about Amon Ross St. Brown. We love to sit Amon Ross St. Brown and say, tell us all the wide receivers that are drafted. Rattles him off. How, and he does it, and it's sexy, and it's cool, and we think it's hilarious, and he's like, he the, he's brilliant. It's a beautiful mind moment. Brock Purdy was asked to list all those names that you just saw on that screen, and he goes, I don't know them. I, that's not me. I'm not that guy. It's like he has this switch that when he puts the helmet on, he gets this like pretty young thing, Michael Jackson swagger going, and he plays the position beautifully. When he takes it off, he's just like, hello, I'm Brock Purdy. I went to Iowa State, and I have a backpack, and I walk in with my little <laughs> duffel bag, too, and I have a roommate in an apartment in San Francisco. And we love that about him. And frankly, I don't think he cares about silencing his critics because I don't think no matter what, no matter what happens to him, there will always be a critic because he's not the number one overall pick in the draft. Still to come on our show, which Super Bowl 58 storylines are being overplayed? <laughs> Game manager. <laughs> not Taylor Swift. Don't show her. <laughs> Whiteboard Wednesday. <laughs> and we're breaking out the markers for AO. Coming up, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> made some special plays in his career, but will he bring the magic on Sunday? Peter gives us his take next. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It's time for Over Under, presented by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's take a look at some of the odds heading into Super Bowl 58. All right, Christian McCaffrey averaged over 126 yards from scrimmage this season. Kyle Juszczyk, you look at that number right there. He had a 15-yard touchdown against the Chiefs the last time they met in Super Bowl 54. And the last one here, the rookie, Rasheed Rice. This guy has eight receptions in two of his three playoff games. Will he get more than seven on Sunday? DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. And this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. You can go and download that app and use the promo code GMFB. That's the name of our show, GMFB, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, the crown is yours. crown is yours. Is uh, well, Selva, good morning to you. Uh, behind the back, out to the newsman in L.A. Yeah, well, here we go. Uh, let's see if I can do it, everybody. Oh, hey. oh nice. there we go. Ooh. Yeah. Who <laughs> caught that, Will? I caught it. Potato? What was that? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to my wife about this after we're done. Uh, I, either way, good to have all of you there uh, in studio. Josh, you're settling in nicely. Cam always looks suited and booted. Thank so you. So awesome Will. having the both of you in there in studio. So let's talk about Brock Purdy. You guys were doing it as well. Went from being unknown, Mr. Irrelevant, to a game manager. We talked about that earlier in the show. We played you... Some of pretty saying that tag can be a compliment, and you know what else is a compliment? Well, these comments from Travis Kelsey. How can you not cheer for that, man? And he's the way he's done it, you know, the naysayers, how he's been able to, to, to fight through everybody saying who, what type of quarterback he is. Um, you can't help but the roof for the guy. Um, I'm going to bite my teeth during the game, but I mean, just who he is. I had him on the New Heights podcast of mine with my brother, and he was just a humble, good guy. And I mean, you could just tell that he's in it for the right reason. So it's uh, you could definitely cheer for him, but um, I'll be rooting against him on Sunday. I bet now some non-Super Bowl news for you. Colts owner Jim Ursay posting on X that he's on the mend and grateful for the love and support he's received. It's Ursay's first public comment since it was announced in January that he was being treated for a severe respiratory illness. Well, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide is the league's most prestigious honor recognizing players whose excellence transcends the field to leave lasting impacts on their communities. Well, this year's 2023 Kansas City Chiefs nominee is none other than quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has dedicated himself to making a profound impact on the lives of children through his foundation, 15 and the Mahomies. Patrick Mahomes is such a good quarterback. Fantastic. He has been the best quarterback in the NFL. I realize how blessed I am to be able to go out and play football and follow my dreams. Not everyone gets those same opportunities. You don't know which kid's going to impact the world in a, in a positive way, and you want to make sure every kid has those opportunities. Kansas City special. They care about you more than just being a football player. They care about you uh, as a person. They've taken my foundation to new levels. 
15 of my homies is a foundation that I helped found, but we wanted to help our kids any way possible. It's been really cool to see how the, the community has embraced it, and it's already passed my wildest imagination. It started actually in Lubbock. I met a, a kid named Luke Siegel who got in a golf cart accident, became disabled, and I knew how much spirit that he had before and how he was still fighting for that battle every single day. Luke lost that battle a few years ago. I knew from that day on that I wanted to help kids get every opportunity as fast as they can so they can make their impact in the world and in their life and in their families' lives. I think Isaac is the best example of a leader that there can be. He's gonna play basketball. He's gonna be around with his brother, having fun. He's gonna go out there and follow his dreams any way possible. Isaac was born with a rare spinal defect called spondylocostal dysostosis. There can be fused bones in your ribs and spine, and it can also deteriorate your spinal cord, which can cause paraplegia, which is what I have. Every eight to 10 months, I have to have a lengthening surgery because I have two rods in my back, which basically help my back and stuff grow. Isaac's not gonna let that let that that hurt him. Whatever his dream is, he's gonna go out there and maximize it, and there's gonna be a smile on his face the entire time. We went to the Chiefs training facility for Isaac to shoot what he thought was going to be a commercial. SMD take two, marker. All right, what are some of your favorite things about Patrick? He can always just kind of move on the fly and just be able to come up with new things whenever he needs to in the last second. What's up? <laughs> Isaac. Oh, we got a basketball player in here. I came here to surprise you today to give you a special Christmas gift. On behalf of my foundation, 15 of the Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, we're giving you Super Bowl tickets to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. <laughs> what do you think, man? Las Vegas, Super Bowl? This is crazy. Oh. <laughs> the Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination means more than just being a great football player. It means being a great person means more than any other award. I'm just glad I can be the representative of this community on this team. To make an impact on the world more than just football, that's how I want to be remembered. Go Isaac, the winner of the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide will be announced at this year's NFL Honors on Thursday, February 8, 2024. The nominees and winner will also be honored on field and in broadcast prior to the start of Super Bowl 58 on February 11th. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Great play action out of the shotgun. Harrison Phillips trying to give him his fumble. first sack. Josh Metellus forced the fumble. Green Bay, three of seven on third down. Jordan Loves out of the shotgun. Loves, great drop. Fires at center of the field and intercepts. 
intercepted. Here comes Josh Metellus. Justin steps up. He's going to run. Gets to the 40. Bumps He's it. hit by Metellus. Fumble recovered by the Minnesota Vikings. Paul Allen lending his voice to Josh Metellus highlights as a thing of beauty. Sounds great this morning. Good morning, PA. We know you're watching. We've got Viking safety Josh Metellus here at the breakfast table this week, which is perfect timing to pick his brain about the, both teams facing off in Super Bowl 58 because your defense had to handle both the Chiefs and the 49ers this season. We wanted to hear your thoughts on both squads, quarterbacks, coaches, everything in a segment that we're calling Me Tell Us More. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We always like to play on the words here. Uh, let's start off with the coaches, as I mentioned. Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, uh, two of the best offensive minds in the league right now. What was that like prepping the week of looking at film and how dynamic it was with those two? Uh, yeah, I would say uh... – it was tough. Uh, you know, I think, you know, you have two coaches who has a lot of body of work, you know, they've done in the past. Um, you know, they have great players at their disposal to do a lot of different things. I would say with uh, the Chiefs, it was more uh, everything looking the same, but being different. The outcome and, is different. Yeah, I, I would say that that was the big thing, you know, trying to separate the things of, all right, this looks the same, but they usually do this out of this, or they this looks similar to this, but they run this route concept. I would say that, that was pretty hard to get a, a grasp on. And uh, with the same thing with the 49ers, I would say the personnel groups, um, they one of the only teams in the league to still do this, but 21 personnel, yeah. which is two, uh, a tight end, running back, fullback, Two receivers, they, that's like their base formation. They, they First, second down, they love passing, running out of those formations. So getting used to seeing Juszczyk as a fullback, but then seeing him line up as a receiver and having to treat him as an actual receiver. Oh. And seeing him line up as a tight end and treat him as an actual tight end. Or seeing McCaffrey line up as receiver and has to treat him as a real receiver. And, you know, the personnels get mixed up. You don't know what personnel you're in, mm -hmm. what personnel they're in. Uh, it kind of gets you uh, all over the place. But, you know, these coaches do a great job of, you know, marrying the stuff they do done in the past and making it look the same, you know, giving the defense hell. Yeah. For coaches that have coached for so long in the league, I assume, like, if you look at their game film, is like stacks of physical tape. Like, the Andy Reid pile, like, you must have to go through so mm -hmm. much during the week. Is yeah. it just so much physical film to yeah. watch? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, so having uh, Brian Flores, he's played Andy Reid a couple times. So, yep. you know... Having to see those those tapes of what he done against him and having to see this you year. You toss on like old Patriots Chiefs stuff. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Um, you know that that's what uh, that's what Andy Reid is going back to look at. You know, seeing how he attacked him the first time, and uh, you know, kind of thing like so. It's back and forth. Watching now, watching the past, seeing you know what they liked in the past, what's worked for them, uh, kind of thing. So yeah, uh, it definitely starts to pile up. But I love football, so you know you get used to it. <laughs> uh, week five, you guys go against the Chiefs. Ultimately, you came close. You guys lost 27-20. It was a good game. When you go up against Mahomes specifically and then Kelsey, because the thought with Kelsey mm -hmm. is, here's Travis Kelsey, and it's like, everyone knows, double team Kelsey, and yet he still has 10 catches, 120 yards. Mm -hmm. From your position, safety spot, and I know you played a lot of positions this year, but primarily safety, why is Kelsey always open? Uh, improv. <laughs> I would say uh, that's, that's, that's a good word to use it, improv. I would say the, the, knowing the system, knowing the, the scheme, and then knowing who you're playing against plays a big part. And him and Patrick Mahomes have this chemistry to where they know what, what coverage we're in, and he just knows he has to sit in this zone, and Patrick Mahomes will find him. And I think uh, that's the improv to their game that makes them really special, and that's something you can't game plan for. That's something I didn't watch on the tape. Yeah. That's something you can't say, oh, let me find a clip of you know what he did there. I, that, I think it was against Chicago. There's a clip 
of Patrick Mahomes throwing a seven route to Travis Kelsey, and as soon as he comes out the break, he turns around and just sits in the zone, and the ball is right on his face mask. It's like can't, stuff like that. You can't, can't, you can't prepare for that, yeah. and uh, I think that's just what makes him so special. And uh, Travis Kelsey definitely plays a good a good part in that. Just knowing knowing defenses, knowing what Patrick Mahomes likes, and uh, they play really well off each other. One Seems the, like a lot of backyard football. Go ahead. John. One of the fun things that I think about watching Mahomes, and then Lamar Jackson to me is like this too. It's fun for us to watch. It's mm-hmm. probably nauseating as a player on defense. Mm-hmm. The longer the play goes, it's almost the worse it gets for you yeah, guys. I'll, and that's how it is for right Mahomes. Yeah. Makes you want to throw up yeah, right it now. Makes you want to throw up right now. <laughs> playing, playing a quarterback uh, like Mahomes uh, definitely just makes you want to pull out your hair. Um, you know, you think you got him. Um, I remember countless times in that game, I, we had a third and 19. Think you have got him. You know, he's sprinting back the opposite direction, throws the ball off his back foot. They get a catch, get a first down, you know, end up uh, getting points later on in that drive. So, you know, always the improv and uh, never knowing what he's going to do. And going into the game, you know, we find out he likes to get the ball out fast. Right. But when the ball doesn't come out fast, what's next? You know, <laughs> it's a magical play. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, that's just a good thing about um, him and his game. Yeah, backyard football uh, from Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? Breaks all your rules. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks later, after that game, we're talking about against Mahomes. You guys faced the Niners on Monday Night Football, and you guys got a big win, mm-hmm. twenty-two to seventeen. They're obviously a much different team than the Kansas City offensively, but what are the biggest challenges for a defense trying to stop that 49ers offense? Uh, first, uh, the run, um, having to stop the run. You know, run game, I think, is premier for that team. Um, the guys they have, uh, O line. Uh, very physical, very aggressive, you know, one to wear you down throughout the game. And I think uh, having a back like Christian McCaffrey, who I think is a, a machine, um, very efficient in the way that he, he moves and the way that he runs, where they catch the ball. I think uh, stopping the run is, is premier, you know, to even having a chance. And I think that's, that's what uh, put us above the eight ball that night. Um, and limiting the amount of possessions they have, um, you know, the, the amount of players they have on that team in each in each room, the receiver room, O-line room, fullback, tight end, any, any room you want to call, they have a, a good player in that room. Limiting the amount of times they have a chance to make a play is key to winning that game. So you talked about Brian Flores prepping for these teams earlier. I wanted to hit you on this because when I watched you guys, it seemed like a schemeless play-to-play, uh, game-to-game, year-to-year. And I know for you, you played nearly every position. <laughs> I think it was 12 at one point. I don't know if that's the right number. But there was one sound bite. The Raiders game that you guys played, Robert Spillane, mm-hmm. after the game, asked you, what position do you play, bro? What do you remember about that? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, that, that game, the graphic came out about the uh, positions that I played. And I would say... The one thing I remember from that game, a couple other guys during the game asked me about my position. I told them uh, kind of just fit, get in where I fit in. Uh, but when he asked me, you know, my first you know reaction was to say everything, you know, because in that game I probably played four or five different positions too. So uh, when he asked me, I told him everything. And then the fast forward 10 minutes later when I walk into the locker room and grab my phone to see the graphic that was out and posted, um, calling me Mr. Everything Everywhere, I think uh, it, w- it was really cool to see. Um, yeah, I mean, playing 13, 12 positions on a football field doesn't sound real, uh, but when you look at the tape and you look at what we were able to do as a defense, you know, it made it uh, re- really realistic and really fun. What is that like? <sighs> Every single week having a different... Crazy. <laughs> I would say for me, you know, being in the position that I was the previous years, 
you know, watching and, uh, you know, playing special teams, I think it was everything I could dream for. I, I, I don't see a better position for myself than being on the field playing every position because, you know, I'm a team guy. And uh, being a team guy, you got to be able to do what everybody else isn't willing to do, and that's putting in the extra work and learning more than what you're supposed to, you know, being able to uh, fit in and, you know, make a play whenever the team needs it. And uh, it was fun, man. I would say uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. You know, the season just ended, but, you know, I love football and I love making plays and I love helping the team win. Well, you use improv as the ultimate compliment for the Chiefs. I think you're pretty good at improvising <laughs> when you're put in different positions defensively as well. We went to see the Pope and hmm. Harbaugh literally gave the Pope some signed Jordans and I know the heart I know the Pope would never wear signed Jordans but you know <laughs> just Harbaugh being the guy he is you know he, he like you know you, you giving us this opportunity I feel like I have to give you something so we gave him some signed Jordans a helmet a bunch of stuff you know I just thought that was the most Harbaugh thing uh I could talk about today and uh yeah man he's a great guy you know I'm excited to see what he does with that team over there Invitation to the Vatican, signed Jordans. Those are the same. Viking yeah. safety and former Michigan Wolverine Josh Metellus <laughs> joined us as a guest a few weeks ago, and he was so good, we brought him back for a three-hour trial. Here we go. Stories about his former coach at Michigan. Josh, you said that um, there are pictures proving Jim Harbaugh really did give Pope Francis those shoes. Walk us through this story and how this day unfolded. Yeah, so we uh, show up, you know, excited. We're in a different country. Sure. Harbaugh did a great job of getting the donators, I mean, the donors to donate a lot of money to us to be able to take these trips every year. And, you know, we, we know we're going to go see the Pope. We're sitting way in the back. You know, he, he like, the, obviously not everybody can go up to the Pope and be in the Pope's space in his bubble. So, you know, they picked a select few, Harbaugh and his family. You know, we're in the back, you know, just talking to, the, talking to everybody there, you know, trying to speak the language, sure. joking around. Then we see a box. And the helmet, I was like, what, what is this for? You know, like thinking it's just for a picture, you know, just to take with the helmet showing that we're out here. Yep. You know, obviously we're a college football team in uh, in way over countries overseas in yep. Italy. So it was almost like, you know, like thought we were just taking a picture. Then you see him hand him the box. <laughs> then you see, you know, the Pope thank him and take it. Yeah. It's like, okay, did he really just give him a box of Jordans and yes, a, he did. A, a helmet? Yeah. And uh, It's not it even did. like a nice box. Nah, that yeah, box, that box has been literally through a little bit. It's all yeah. worn. Yeah. But very nice shoes, I would say, you know, <laughs> uh, shoes that, you know, we all would love another Absolutely. pair of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, he's, I think that just shows the type of guy he is. Look at, look at his face. Look at the smile. So yeah. You know, he, he's so proud of himself. He signed look at Jordans? That. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, the helmet was signed as well. I'm pretty sure the uh, Jordans were signed as well, too. <laughs> yeah. J Jim said, I'm going to kill him with this. <laughs> yeah. He's never had a gift like this. Right. I'm a Jordans guy. I would have loved it. Yeah. You know, Jordan 5s, like, right? Exactly. You know, I'm guessing the Pope has never uh, opened those, no. Uh, no. those shoes. I think he, but they did say I, that's ridiculous. I think he, the Pope, just like playing basketball. <laughs> I heard he was playing basketball in the crossing up oh someone in Vatican City. <laughs> Does the Pope have like a side handler where he's just like, yes, and then just, right just handed it right over to him? He's like, I don't know what you this see is. the guy right here. He yeah. wants to grab. That's Brad. He works yeah. with the Pope. He wants to. He wants to grab. He wants to grab. Safety check. These yeah. Brad, take these. I thought it was just for this picture, and you know Harbaugh was going to take it back, but no. They're Jordan 5s, I think yes. they were, and they were signed. Harbaugh, well, trip. now maybe he'll uh, try to convince the Pope to become a Chargers fan. We're going to get go. more Harbaugh stories from Josh Patel. Lightning bolts. Good morning, football! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.